In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our text is the Old Testament reading for this day, Isaiah 25, verses 6 to 9. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a rich feast, a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wine, of rich food full of marrow, of aged wine well-refined. And he will swallow up on this mountain the covering that is cast over all peoples, the veil that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever. And the Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces, and the reproach of his people he will take away from all the earth. For the Lord has spoken. It will be said on that day, Behold, this is our God. We have waited for him that he might save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. This is our text. Once as a child, I waited with my father to get into the movies. I amused myself by swinging on the guardrails, and my father ordered me to stop and get in line. At the time, I thought he just didn't want me to have fun, forgetting that the whole point of taking me to the movies was that I might enjoy them. Father knew that I'd tire of the guardrail in ten minutes or less, while the movie would keep me amused for a couple hours. I've had similar issues with my Heavenly Father, when he has called me from some passing or harmful pleasure to wait for the big show to start. In our text today, Isaiah 25, God describes that big show, what we've all been waiting for, the return of our Savior to consummate his victory over death and the victory feast we are invited to share in. So let's meditate on verse 9, taken from our text, it will be said on that day, Behold, this is our God. We have waited for him that he might save us. In The Lion King, one of the most popular songs is the circle of life. And of course, Simba is bright enough to ask uh, or point out that while we eat other animals, other animals eat us. It turns out the circle of life is a euphemism for a circle of death. Think about what sustains life. We need what sustains life. Air, water, food. And we get these by consuming them. If we lack air, we die in three to five minutes. If we lack water, we die in three to four days. If we lack food, we die in three to five weeks. But even with an abundance of air, food, and water, we die in seven or eight decades. For we ourselves are consumed by death. And so as Shakespeare wrote and other writers, we are but food for worms. What are we lacking that we die after a few paltry decades on this earth? The Bible tells us what we are lacking. 
That by cutting ourselves off from God, the source of life, we become prey for death. Like the sick man who ignores food or who finds breathing too painful to continue, we need healing, what the Bible calls salvation. And we wait for this salvation, this healing, this rescue from the Lord. For God sustains eternal life. As it says in the scripture, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. And therefore God acted to reach his people with healing to eternal life. He entered our world in the person of his son. As man, the son of God, experienced the waiting that we experience, the suffering, the challenge, the struggle for food, air, and water. Furthermore, he defeated the devil and sin and death on our behalf. Death attempted to consume the man, Jesus. Now consider, we might die if we try to consume something too big. We might choke on something like that. There's a good rule of thumb I saw on a postcard once. Never eat anything bigger than your head. So death could not swallow Christ. Oh, Christ consented to die for three days, but death could not hold him. Death's power is broken, just as you may vomit up something that threatens to destroy you. So the grave vomited up Jesus three days later, and Christ came to share our death that we might share his life. And it's helpful to remember what kind of life our Lord exhibited for us. It was a life of service and meaning and rightly ordered love. He taught us about that. You know, most evil comes from loving lesser things more than greater things. That's why our Lord was able to point out, He who loves mother or father more than me is not worthy of me. He who loves son or daughter more than me, that's a disordered love. We need to love God above all things. Show me someone who loves mother and father, brother and sister more than the moral laws of God, and I'll show you the mafia. Our Lord's life was a life of joyful sacrifice, of forgiveness, and grace toward others. He willingly gave his life just as he willingly gave his time. He spent himself in the service of people who were in need of good news, people who were in need of healing, people who were in need of God's message of forgiveness. His was a life of perfect confidence in his heavenly Father, despite the ups and downs of life. You know, if our hopes are set on what's happening from day to day, if our prospect on life is affected by the news that we hear coming in each day, we're going to have many days of despair and disappointment. But Christ knew enough to fix his attention on the eternal God, the unchanging love of God, rather than on the ups and downs of human experience. 
His was a life with a sequel of victory over death, indeed made greater by death and resurrection. And this is the life He intends for you and for me as we wait for the final fulfillment. He intends us to live that life of service and of joy and of confidence. He intends us, for the most part, to walk through that gate of death which has become the gate of paradise. And now we wait for the final fulfillment which is to come. Death swallowed up in victory. For when Christ shall come, we will feast with him. We will rejoice as his final victory is manifest. Death itself will die, deprived of all that sustains it. And we will say, this is the Lord. We have waited for him. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. And we shall feast at the table he has prepared in the face of our enemies. Sustained by fellowship with God eternally, even as death is deprived of any more to consume. May Isaiah's vision of death swallowed up in victory remind you of the big show, what we are waiting for, our escape from the circle of death and the blessed life which we can begin to practice and enjoy even now through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And may that peace of God that surpasses understanding keep your hearts and minds in that true faith unto life everlasting. Amen.